the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 41 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna and I'm nine. I'm him, I am seven. We're here to talk about Star Wars. And we have a lot of cool Star Wars stuff to talk about. We have news, like real cool news uh, this week, so let's get to it, and uh, let's, can you think of anything, any Star wars stuff that we've been up to? Star wars stuff? Anything? I just got a new Star Wars book from the library called, um, huh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's by Cass Sunstein, ooh, 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 who is uh, a philosopher, actually. I know, I know one thing. Yeah, what's up, bud? Um, um, Battlefront. Ah, uh, yes. Battlefront. Tell He's us about that. He's been playing that. Battlefront a lot because there's a new update where you can be you can, it, it, there's Cloud City and there's also Dengar and Lando Calrissian mm-hmm. and there's a Night Sniper and an EE4 instead of E3, EE3. Oh yeah. Bobus Blaster, it's uh-huh. an EE4. Yeah, it's more of a so, pistol kind of thing. But yeah. We don't have that yet in multiplayer but do no, have we, do we use we it in battle? battles. And how is it? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's strong. You beat me, remember? It's strong. Oh, you yeah, that's right. That's right. I did beat you with that. Uh, it's a strong one. Yeah, so that's really cool. Uh, and the Cloud City There's levels... There's also the Night Sniper. Yeah. And the Cloud City levels are gorgeous. 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 Anna, what do you they think really of the Cloud are. City? They really are. Yeah. They're super beautiful. Yeah. Like, they're just regular cloud outside Cloud City. It's amazing. There's yeah. also Carbon Freezing Chamber. Mm-hmm. There's also Administrator's Palace. Yep. They're all kind, they're all pretty beautiful. Yeah. And Administrator's Palace is kind of red though. It's kind of all, yeah. just all red. Yeah, it's sort of but like I, a, I think it's still sunset. pretty. It's sort of, I think um, it's yeah. still pretty. Yeah. But I don't like that. Just hmm. just regular. I and I've never seen the carving freezing chamber. Oh, you haven't seen that? Nope, one I don't no. think so. But the um, regular Cloud City is yeah. just. Beautiful. It really is. Um, and there's one more. I think there's a BioNip facilities or something like that. Uh, and that one is basically just like a Cloud City, you know, outside Cloud City. Yeah, it's really, really. Oh, and the and the new Fighter Squadron is really beautiful too because you're kind of flying among the clouds. Um, the Tabana gas mining uh, rigs floating yeah. on Bespin. Yeah, really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm happy uh, about I those levels. I know what those are. Those are mm-hmm. the red things, right? Like big balloon things that are kind of hanging yeah, in the sky, yeah. Uh, I love the cloud cars. Personally, the cloud cars are like my favorite ship. Yeah? Like, they're so fast. Mm-hmm. These things really move. <laughs> <laughs> and they have like, they have, a, I think they have a missile. Uh-huh. They have, so like, they have a lock-off. Where if you push L1, it if there's a missile that's locking onto you, if you push L1... It makes the missile explode just in thin air, right where it is. Is that right? I had no idea. Yeah. No, that's um, cool. Yeah. yeah, so new Battlefront. Happy about that. Um, while we were talking about Battlefront, I looked it up, and the book that I got from the library is called The World According to Star Wars by Cass Sunstein. And uh, 
he actually is, he was like an advisor to President Obama, and he's a really interesting person to write a Star Wars book. And I thought, what the heck is this about? So I wanted to check that out. Uh, I have not started reading it yet, but, um, you know, maybe if I start reading it, it'll give me some, some topic ideas for question and answer council or stuff like that. I think he kind of does, um, what we like to do on the show, which is take star Wars and apply it to the real world. And what can we learn about war looking at star Wars or what can we learn about politics? Right. What does it teach us about our world? Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, looking forward to, to getting into that book. Let's uh, let's check out what I did on Twitter. Um, the battle battlefronts, of course. Uh, I had to tweet about that. I said, uh, "Who else wants to see Willrow Hood scurry around corners like the Ewoks do on Endor?" Hashtag ice cream, ice cream. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we could see Willrow Hood running around like sometimes you see the Ewoks on Endor? Huh? You, have you ever seen the Ewoks on Endor, Liam? Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, wouldn't it be cool if in Cloud City we saw Willow Hood every once in a while? You run into this ice cream maker? That would be really cool. <laughs> did, they, did they actually mean to film a guy in there with... In with the a, movie, did they actually mean to film a guy with the ice cream? Uh, I think they just gave him a prop and it looked a lot, or it was an ice cream maker, and people have just... I don't know. People have run with it. They think it's Everyone funny. else were coffee. They had coffee makers, and then he had an ice cream maker. Everyone else had a coffee maker, right? No, you're you're thinking about Celebration Anaheim. Remember, there was one guy who had a coffee maker, and the host was like, "Wait, that's not an ice cream maker." And the coffee, the guy with the coffee maker, started chanting, "Coffee, coffee!" Oh, oh yeah, of ice cream. That was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, so and so awesome. Funny. <laughs> um. So, so there was a big Rogue One news drop on Friday, right? And that's that's kind of what we're going to talk about in the news and some other stuff. But uh, but Entertainment Weekly was kind of releasing these articles bit by bit throughout the day, and there were a couple hours where everyone knew that Forrest Whitaker was playing someone that we all knew about, but no one knew who it was. Right? We knew that we'd all know once we heard. Yeah. Uh, so on Twitter, I said. I posted a photo of Forrest Whitaker and I said, introducing Manny Bothans. Uh. First name. Oh, it's so it's kind of an old joke. Um, when, when, uh, Mon Mothma says Manny Bothans died to bring you this information, to bring us this information. Oh right? my God. So people said like, who's Manny Bothans? <laughs> like his first yeah. name's Manny, you know? So I said, uh, wouldn't it be funny if, uh, his name was Manny Bothans. But then I said, yes, I know. No, I don't care. <laughs> and uh, what I knew, of course, was that when she says that, she's talking about the second Death Star, not the first one. When she says many Bothans died, right? Getting that's getting to the plans, getting the plans to the second Death Star. But yeah. I thought, well, he could survive this movie and live on, and and uh, you know, his name could be Manny Bothans, and he died getting the plans to the second Death Star. But no. Oh, but she says many Bothans died. <laughs> she says many, not Manny, right? Exactly, of course. That's the joke. Uh, okay. But then we found out who he was playing, and that is Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera from the Clone Wars. To which I said, it's as if a million Star Wars fans suddenly queued up the Onderon arc on Netflix. Dot, dot, dot. But then I think, what? Were they suddenly silenced when Stila died? Because that was pretty sad. But anyway, 
<laughs> we'll get the spoiler. We'll <laughs> uh, well, that is a spoiler. But season five of uh, the Clone Wars has been out for quite a while. So well, there might be some kids listening <clears throat> to it, like us. That's true, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. They'll be okay. Anyway, kids. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, the Onderon arc, that's uh, episodes 2, 3, 4, and 5 of season 5 of The Clone Wars. It's really So bad. hit it up on Netflix. It's, uh, you know, it's you about war. You should try it. But check it out. And we're going to talk more about Saw in our new segment. But first, do you hear Saw. that? What's that sound? Listen, listen. We had some fun last week with what I like to call, actually a couple weeks ago now, uh, with what I like to call the Chewbacca Mom Mask. And, of course, we love the voice of Chewie. And I always remembered hearing, back when I was a kid, I remember hearing that Chewbacca was the sound of George Lucas's dog named Indiana. And, uh... Oh, yeah, he oh, is that the person. He is the person that um, does Indiana Jones, right? Yes, right, that's where he got the yeah. name Indiana for. Yeah. That's what I thought. Indiana. Indiana was the name of the dog. Uh, so Wait, which one came first? Indiana was the name of the dog, and then he... The dog. Indiana Jones? Mm, the dog, I think, yeah. That, it would okay. be the dog, it would that's be the dog, yeah, because Indiana Jones was made after A New Hope. So um, so Indiana was an Alaskan Malamute. Uh, do you guys know what an Alaskan Malamute looks like? A husky? You know, those yes. kind of black and white, real beautiful dogs. Anyway, but but I was I was wrong. That's not right. Indiana was the inspiration for Chewbacca. Because Indiana, George Lucas saw him sitting in the passenger seat of his car and he thought, ah, a dog a dog is a co pilot. Maybe I could turn that into a character. And Chewbacca was born, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the sound of Chewbacca, according to the Sounds of Star Wars by J.W. Rinsler, is a series of animal sounds, mostly bear sounds, made by captive bears. Uh, one of the bears was named Pooh. Uh, <laughs> so it was mostly bears, but also uh, some additional sounds by pets of friends, and also lions and walruses. So Ben Burt put all of those voices together, all of those noises from animals, and combined them to form Chewie's voice, which is really cool. But I kind of have mixed feelings about it because these are like the recordings of captive animals, which I'm not a fan of captive animals, so um, I'm not a huge fan of that. But I do like Chewbacca's voice, so... That they used an elephant for a big guy that drinks stinky water. They didn't use an elephant for the Hapabore, but they used an elephant, they used elephants for the, uh, the Banthas. Oh, the Banthas. Yep, yep. Did they use someone to, for the Hapabore? No, the Hapabore was actually like six people inside of a big, huge thing that they made. And which they were is just pretty like, awesome. Mmm, yeah. Mmm. And that's, they all just made that sound. And oh, I don't know about the sound of the Hapabore. <sighs> no, but, but the actual, like, it was a puppet controlled by people inside. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I don't like I don't like using animals in, in movies. I really loved, like... Um, the Planet of the Apes movies because they they use all CG for animals, all computer animated animals, and it looks amazing. Even the horses in that in that movie were were computer animated, which is really amazing. Looked really good. Um, so the apes were too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So so I do. You know, I have my issues with uh, with animal use in movies and. But, you know, whatever, I do like Chewbacca's voice, and, you know, I'm not going to let 
not going to let that ruin it for me. Um, we'll just pretend that Ben Burt went to the jungle and recorded all of those sounds yes. in a stand in the jungle. So we'll just do that. All right. So, well, um, but yeah, that's, that's Chewie's voice. Let's, let's give a listen to Chewie's voice. Not that we need to know what it sounds like, because obviously we know what it sounds like, but let's hear Chewie's voice. (laughs) There you go. And there's his voice. So let's head on over to the news. All right. Where to start with the Rogue One news? Where to start? Let's let's just there's there's a lot of Rogue One news, and there's a lot of articles that Entertainment Weekly put on their website, and we are not going to be able to get through all of it because it would take us a long time. There's a lot of info there. Uh, I'm going to link to all of the Entertainment Weekly stuff on ChildrenoftheForce.com, or just go to Entertainment Weekly and you know click on their Star Wars tag. You'll see it all. But I wanted to show you kids the photos. Let's look at the gallery of 22 photos from Rogue One. Now, I can't remember. Have you kids seen some of these? I don't think so. No, did I not show you these? Oh, my goodness. All right. 22 photos. So here we have the Death Troopers storming a beach. They look really cool. Actually, that armor looks a lot more comfortable for some reason than than uh, Stormtrooper armor. Maybe maybe because they're running. I'm like, if they can run in it, it must be kind of comfortable. I don't know. And it kind of looks like a really bendable. Yeah, yeah. It looks like like rubber, kind of. Yeah, they look pretty mean. These are really rubber. Mm, Yeah. They look pretty cool. Yeah, they do. So here we have Jyn Erso in that same kind of shot we saw in the trailer. (gasps) Okay, Daddy, why the blades? You know? (laughs) Are those vibroblades, Liam? Yeah. Yes, Anna. You know, um, I, I'm reading Hunger Games right now. You are reading Hunger so Games. So when I saw that, I was like, Katniss. Katniss? I don't know why. Yeah. I watched the movies and sure. her hair and that, that face, it mm-hmm. just looks like her. It, it kind of does. Yeah, she kind of does. Um, like that serious look she has on. Yeah. Looks like Katniss. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, so there is a description underneath each of these photos. And this is, I mean, this is all officially released stuff, so I don't consider it okay. spoilers. But, eh, you know, I guess if people don't want to know anything, then maybe we they wouldn't want to read these. Yes? Um, I don't really want this to be if you're not going to read it. I think I'll read it. But but it, but it says Jin Undercover. I know. So she's not actually. Right, right, right. That, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this says, uh, you know, here's Jin Erso. Um Undercover. We see her in disguise, armed for conflict inside an Imperial Corridor. So we know that she's in disguise here, I guess. Or at least according to Entertainment Weekly, um, she's not an actual Imperial. So cool, cool, cool. Here we have Orson Krennic. Krennic! Yeah. You can finally say the name Krennic. Right, Liam? Wait, you said that like on the last one. Did segment. I say that on the last yeah, one? Yeah, I think you said that on the last one. Well, I don't want to repeat myself. <laughs> so so here it says, um, 
We'll just read it. He understands. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? 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 Okay, good. What do you see? Just down a oh, bit. There's a shark. Just until like the very oh, end. Oh, oh, is there a picture of a shark? I'm sorry, Anna. That that's. You don't fine. like sharks? Okay, there we go. So Ben Mendelsohn is the name of the actor, mm-hmm. and he plays Director Orson Krennic. Is responsible for protecting the security of the Death Star project, but he's also a manipulator within the Empire. And uh, Kiri Hart, who is a Lucasfilm head of story development, she says this. He understands the system and he knows how things work, but he is also not above trying to bend it to get what he needs or what he thinks he wants. Uh, And then it says that he is intended to be a a contrast to Imperial officers we've seen before, like Peter Cushing's Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, It says Tarkin is the model for these really cool icy types, you know? Krennic runs a little hotter than that, so that's kind of fun, and it's a little bit different. He's unpredictable and volatile, so he's not going to be this stoic Tarkin who never gets mad at anything, you know? It kind of makes me think he's going to be a little bit like Kylo Ren, where he gets really mad sometimes, right? Like Vader, maybe. I don't know. So, that's Krennic. He sure kind of looks like Tarkin. He does kind of have a Tarkinish look to him, doesn't he? And here we have cool. Bays and Chirrut. Uh, Chirrut Imwe. Just resting on the shore. Beach. Resting Ooh, on the beach with a dead stormtrooper in the background. In the <laughs> yeah, background. Exactly. So, they, they, they maybe earned that rest, right? So yeah, it says that here we have Chirrut Imwe. He's a blind warrior monk who is not a Jedi, but follows the path of the Force. And, uh, and then we have Bays Malbus, who is Chirrut's Force-doubting, rough-and-tumble protector. And this, I found this interesting. It says that um, Kathleen Kennedy said that they're inspired by what inspired George in The Hidden Fortress, which is a old Kurosawa movie where there's these two peasants who are kind of like 3PO and R2, right? That's what 3PO and R2 were based on these two characters in this old movie who would kind of maybe kind of joke about what's going on and they'd walk through battles and not get hurt. And, uh, you'd yes, kind of see that the, is yeah. my problem with Star no, Wars. No, that's the best part. <laughs> it shouldn't be a problem. It's hilarious. So anyway, she says that you could even say to some extent that these two are kind of like R2 and C-3PO. The, the characters, the 3PO and R2 characters of the movie are kind of these two, which is interesting to me. Mission they might be. Uh, R2. <laughs> Who knows? I think that one's R two and that one's C three. No, oh, yeah. no, that one. He 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 seems a bit more adventurous. Mm, you think Chirrut is yeah. R two, and Baze is three PO. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. Because he seems a little more adventurous. Mm-hmm. So this shot, I had to look at this uh, quite a bit. Because I could not understand what I was seeing. It's the stormtrooper standing in this water, this kind of white water, with this totally gray sky. And I thought, is this like a like a Photoshop thing where they just took the background out? But I think it's actually I think it's actually a gray sky. I think uh, in the water here behind one of the stormtroopers, we see just some sticks kind of poking up. Yeah. What is that? That's so it says, um, they're on the beach. That's the beach, they're they're storming the beach. Um, so it's a world that might resemble a relaxing seaside holiday destination if not for its proximity to the Death Star, and it leads to a key battle in the film taking place on its shoreline. So, 
Yeah, pretty cool. Here's another shot of the troopers in the water. That's kind of cool seeing troopers walk through water. I like that. So cool. here we have a death Ooh, trooper. You know in the tra in the trailer? Mm -hmm. You know the Krennic? Yeah. He was walking through he that was. water. He was walking through that water. What do you notice about this picture of a death trooper kind of standing on a, a tundra? I don't know, but what's that? What's what? What is he holding? Oh, what's in the background? Oh, I don't know, but what's he holding? He's holding a stormtrooper, like a stormtrooper action figure. Whoa! Right, like a doll. Whoa! Oh. Uh, I think that might be someone. It's a stormtrooper doll. What the heck? It says, in one of the more intriguing photos from Rogue One, we have this image of death troopers prowling on a tundra. One of them is holding what appears to be an action figure of sorts. The filmmakers didn't want to explain exactly what's happening here, but they confirm, yes, that's a Stormtrooper doll. A galactic version of a toy soldier. And it will have special significance in the story. Huh. Interesting, huh? Kinda cool. I think this is gonna be a really cool movie. Daddy? Yes, Anna? I have an idea what, from what that's from. What's it from? Maybe there's, like, houses on the tundra or something? Mm. And one of the, like, one of, like, the boys or, so, or the girls or something, mm -hmm. one of the children had a Stormtrooper action figure because mm -hmm. they were, they supported the Empire. Sure. But I don't know how, like, he would have gotten it if they supported the Empire. He grew up to be a Stormtrooper and he came back to his home planet. Oh. And he bring his doll with him. You think that Death Trooper has a story? That's his doll? Yes. Wow. That would be... I don't know. Nah. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to. I just don't poo -poo like Liam's theory. Anna. I don't like it. Though. Well, you don't like that theory. Okay, you hope that that's not the case. Yeah. All right. Uh -huh. So here we have a full body image of K two S O, and he will be called K two. That will be his. Daddy. What, Liam? Oh, sorry. Ugh. Thank you. So. Anna, you do not like sharks, and no. there is a photo, if I scroll down far enough, of a shark. a shark. So I'm going to zoom in on the page so I don't have to look at it, and I can scroll down. All right, so so this uh, K2SO, or K2, will be voiced and performed via motion capture by Alan Tudyk, who is from Firefly. You kids have not watched that, but uh, he's awesome, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um I think this is the first time we heard that he was going to be voiced and performed by him. I knew performed. I didn't know voiced. And I like his voice. I think he's going to make a good droid voice. I'm really looking forward to hearing Wash as a droid. Wash is his name in, uh, in Firefly. So here we got just a behind-the-scene photo of uh, Ryan Johnson with... Not Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Ugh, I'm getting my directors mixed up. Um... That is Gareth Edwards, yes, with uh, some of the actors talking to them. We see cameras in the background, pretty cool. Genesis. Here we have uh, Riz Ahmed is the name of the actor, and he's playing Bodhi Rook, huh? an experienced pilot. His have name is Bodhi Rook. Have we, we have seen him. He was in that very first photo that we saw of the Rogue One cast, and uh, I think we do see him very briefly in the trailer, running from the rebel base he has an imperial um insignia on his jacket which 
could just mean that, you know, he used to be part of the Empire and he's not anymore, or maybe or that... maybe he just stole it or something. Maybe he stole it, exactly. Maybe it's Conti. You're thinking like, uh... You're thinking like, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Maybe I killed a Jedi and stole his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Death Trooper with flames in the background. Death Trooper with flames in the background. Death Trooper! Flames in the background. Death Trooper! Flames in the background! (laughs) I hope there's some just heavy metal guitar. Death Troopers! <laughs> That's wait, my Death wait, Trooper wait. song. That gun's different. <laughs> that is a different looking gun, Liam. You're right. You're right. It looks like a big telescope. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there must be a handle underneath it. We just can't really see. He's holding on to the handles. Those Death Troopers are cool looking. Now, their things aren't glowing green here. Maybe that's only if it's dark out. Remember how we saw in that one image where they kind of glowed a little bit? Yeah, that might be a little bit spoilery because that was part of the visual guide, but that's not too bad. Not too big of a spoiler. Anyway, I wonder if they actually glow green in the movie. We will see. Um, so, ah, God, that shark. I tell you what. You try to avoid the shark, it just keeps coming back. I apologize, Anna. It's not in there now. It's not in there anymore. Sorry. Oh, TIE Strikers has been confirmed. Did we say that in the last episode? That they are called TIE Strikers? Yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah. It's a stretch. This asked a question that we are asking, that we asked in the last episode, or I think, will the Death Death Trooper squad be utterly annihilated? Like, will they be just done after this movie? And that's why we never see them again? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe there's a problem with them. Alright. And here I think we get a just a shot of Jin Erso and Cassian Andor. That is the name of Diego Luna's character. Cassian Andor. And actually we get descriptions of all these characters. Maybe we'll talk about that next uh, next week. We're just going to go through these kind of basic photos uh, from the movie. But, but they also have a nice slideshow that goes through every single character and kind of gives you a rundown of who they are. Here's another shot of Cassian. Some good shots of blasters there. Nice. All right, here we got Chirrut. Chirrut! Chirrut Imwe. Is that a bowcaster? It's a bowcaster. It's a very fancy-looking bowcaster. They talk about that a little bit here. Uh, The device slung on his back looks unusually ornamental for a mere blaster, is what Entertainment Weekly says. It seems to be a more elegant elegant version of the kind of bowcaster used by Chewbacca. So... Because he's made out of wood. Yeah, so this is kind of like a I don't know, fancy one. And then it, and then uh, Entertainment Weekly makes the comment, Also, what's a sightless warrior doing with any kind of blaster? Does his faith in the Force somehow help ensure that his aim is true? Hmm. So we, I think we talked before about how Chirrut Imwe seems sort of like... Well, we've talked before about how the way um, when when Kanan was blinded, right? He was was kind of like Toph, who's one of our char- favorite characters from Avatar. And the way She's that awesome. she... The way she uses sound and feel to 
to, to feel around her, right, so that she can still fight. And maybe, um, and we see Kanan doing that, right, in, in the yeah, season finale Yeah, but I don't think it was as Rebels. well as Toph, because Toph had a lot of practice. Sure, sure, So sure. I think if he gets mo- more practice, he'll be able to do that much more easier. Yeah. So maybe Chirrut's will be you know, doing the same kind of thing. I don't know. I like his little wrist uh, attachment here. Is that like a Boba Fett style? You know, he I can do like a kind of a like grapple hook out of there or something like that. Yeah, looks pretty cool. And here we got uh, Baze. Baze Malbus. And uh, see what he's crouching by there. Do you remember in the trailer in the background when we see Chirrut hit the stormtrooper with uh, his staff? Yeah. In the background, we saw a crashed X-wing. So we got Bays crouching by a crashed X-wing. Yeah. So in the next in the next shot here, it's a helicopter. Obviously, you know this is a behind the scenes kind of photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how they do the aerial shots, right? So you might see people running, and this could be this could even be the shot of them running and getting blasted by the the at acts. But how they make an icy an icy oh. place in the planet? Oh, you think that's icy? I think they're running on water there. It's a beach. That oh, looks... I see what you're saying. It does kind of look like snow. Oh, or but ice. yes, I get but it. No, I get it. That's yeah. water. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a wave behind them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty and cool. And that's the beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. See the beach down there. So we know that Mads Mikkelsen, and we have not seen this character, but we know that the actor plays a character named Galen Urso, Jin's dad. And uh, I like how Entertainment how Weekly... How do you know it's Jin's dad? It says, it says in the story. Yeah, that it might have been Jin's, Jin's um, brother. Brother, yeah. But it just said, we've seen father and son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, I was going to say. So the Entertainment Weekly is saying that we've seen father and son stories play out in Star Wars before, but Rogue One will present a father-daughter tale. Jin's mission is personal, since her father, Galen, is a scientist whose knowledge is being sought by both the Empire and the Rebellion. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I am really happy about that. Yeah. So, father and daughter. Mm-hmm. True. And now Anna's on the other side of the computer, so if she sounds a little far away, it's because uh, she's tired of seeing the shark. And when I scroll down, I just can't help but show her the shark, I guess. You can show so. me the shark. There's the shark. Ooh, cool. Yep. That's a story about 17 chilling shark movies. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I'm being you know, sarcastic. Yeah. So then there's some info about, information here about Cassie and Andor. Cool name. Chirrut Imwe. Cool name. Foggy Blue Eye? Chirrut Imwe? Yeah. He is blind, and that's, that's why his eyes look that way. Yeah, but his eyes are kind of blue. Yeah. That's why his eyes mm-hmm. look like that, because he's blind. Here we have Baze. Baze Malbus. I and like your hairstyle. You like his hairstyle? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, uh, of course, Orson Krennic. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a little bit more about Orson Krennic, because, you know, we love the villains. Uh so he says that, uh, or, or he, I'm saying he, because this is actually, all of this is written by 
Anthony Bresnikin, I'm pretty sure, from Entertainment Weekly. Um, what's that? She says that. She says that? Anthony Bresnikin? What? But isn't that a girl? Anthony? A boy? Anthony is a Anthony. usually a boy's name. Anthony. Yeah. Oh, um, those little dots that you put in on him look very animated. Oh, his his uh. Look, see those little dots. Those are his. That's his rank. His little rank uh, things that he wears on his. Yeah. It looks like they're drawn in. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So it says that uh, not only are there rebels targeting the Death Star, but Orson Krennic has Darth Vader looming over his shoulder, and the Emperor has high expectations for the officers of the Empire. He's got a squad of Death Troopers and his own wits to keep him safe, even from his fellow Imperials. They all have their own agendas, says John Knoll. John Knoll's the guy who came up with the story. They don't really trust each other and are always ready to backstab each other. Maybe that's why the forces of good prevail and the forces of evil do not. Possibly. What does prevail mean? Win. Oh. Yeah. And here's Saw. Nobody saw this one coming. <laughs> so... So it says, this is the first example of a character from an animated Star Wars title crossing over into live action. Pretty cool. Yeah, because in, um, in, um, like, the Clone Wars with Dooku in the second movie, Dooku uh -huh. was in the second movie. Yeah, yeah. So, it took Dooku from the second movie and the third movie and put it into Clone mm -hmm. Wars. Right. So, it was from the live action into Clone Wars. It wasn't from Clone Wars into live action. Yeah, it's never gone the other way. Yeah, this is the first time. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, yes, Leah? You had something um, to say, bud? I wanted to say that, um, you know, that no one saw this coming. Mm -hmm. Well, saw Guerrera. Yeah, that's saw, a joke. I know, but saw is this is actually spelled the same way. Yeah. As I saw you or something. Mm -hmm. it, it is. So it is. You're right. It's also spelled the same way as saw, like if you have a saw that you cut something with. Mm hmm. Oh, maybe he has this big chainsaw for his weapon, too. Maybe. Maybe. He is a pretty. Uh... And maybe he's a really good seer. <laughs> Possibly. No, he's like a seer, which he can see into the future. And also, he has a saw for a weapon. Maybe. So in the trailer, we see him with a shaved head. But here in this photo, we see him with a lot of hair. Anna, you can come back now, and we're not going to see the shark anymore, okay? How do you know? <laughs> I know, because I'm done with this page. I'm not going to move it at all anymore. Okay. We're, we're ending with Saw Gerrera. Good. Okay? So, um... Yeah, I mean, he's got a bunch of hair on his head, and he didn't in the trailer, which is interesting. He no, did in the no. trailer, didn't he? No, no, he didn't. Hmm. No. So, oh, yeah, he who knows? Now I'm really close to the microphone instead yes. of really far. So here we have Saw. Let's talk about Saw. Um, so obviously, you know, Saw mostly is in the Onderon arc of Clone Wars, which, like I said, is... Episodes 2, 3, 4, and 5 of Season 5. Go watch it on Netflix. Uh, also, Saw is mentioned in Rebels. So Agent Callus, who is an Imperial, and Zeb, 
who is a rebel, are stranded together on a planet. This is mild spoilers, but uh, just listen anyway. Uh, when they're stranded, uh, Callus says, We all have things we don't forget. I remember my first unit. The boys and I were sent to Onderon to bring peace to a troubled world. We were on a routine patrol when we ran into one of your rebel friends, a Lissat mercenary who worked for Sa Guerrera. I was lucky, knocked out by the first blast. I came to, but found I couldn't move, and then I saw him. The Lissat calmly walked through smoke and fire to finish off my unit one by one. The injured never had a chance. Always wondered why he let me live. Alright. So, that that Lissat worked for Saw. Okay? So that's the kind of operation Saw Guerrero's running on Onderon. Okay? Now, we know he was a rebel. But some people would consider him a terrorist. Right? In fact, they even called them that. Like the king that he was trying to over, overturn, remember? The separatist-controlled king of Onderon. Mm -hmm. He was calling... Stila and uh, and saw and their people, he was calling them terrorists, right? Mm -hmm. So, so we have this mention of him in Rebels, which takes place kind of around the same time as Rogue One, right? Rogue One probably takes place maybe two or uh, three, actually three or four years after that episode of Rebels. Now, in Bloodline, which, remember, takes place about six years before The Force Awakens, Saw is mentioned again. And, uh, I have the nook here, and I'm going to read the, the uh, passage that he's mentioned in. Because, uh, it's pretty cool. So, Leia is a senator with the New Republic, right? And she is talking with a centrist, and she is a populist. Remember, we talked about that a few episodes oh, yeah. ago. And uh, she that was like actually like that was a while ago, seven yeah. episodes ago. But but at this point, she doesn't really like this centrist senator. Um, so they're talking about the the old war, right? The war between the rebellion and the empire. And Castorfo, that's his name. He is a centrist who he thinks the empire was a good thing. He didn't really. Like the Emperor and Vader, right? In fact, he hated Vader. But he saw the value in the Empire. Okay? And Castrofo continued, Don't misunderstand me. Obviously, the Rebellion was right to oppose Palpatine. Something had to be done. But if you ask me, that hardly condones the terrorist tactics of the Rebel Alliance. To which Leia replies, Terrorist tactics? Castorfo stopped mid-pace. The two of them now stood in the heart of one of the long, dark tunnels, the wind rippling their robes and chilling Leia to the bone. He said, Destroying the Death Stars for a death toll of nearly one and a half million people, the vast majority of whom were low-level Imperial officers or even civilian workers, the slaughter on Nolt after the rebels had left, and the planet was discovered to have housed a secret base? Or what about the rebel assault on Vivona? Or the campaigns of Saw Guerrera's partisans? Can you condone that? We did what had to be done, Leia's voice shook. We went up against a power so much greater than ours, whose tactics were so much bloodier. So, we have Castrovo listing the worst things 
that the Rebel Alliance did, like the most deaths, the most horrible things that they did, right? Like the Death Star blowing up, right? I mean, a lot of people died. A lot of people who weren't necessarily bad people, but were working for a really bad organization died. What the heck did Sagarera do? What sort of actions, what sort of actions did Sagarera and his partisans, so that's what he called his group, I guess, right? Or maybe that's what the Empire called his group. Saw did some stuff, and he has seen some stuff. Saw did some stuff, and he has seen some stuff. Yep. Okay, so, um... Saw did some stuff. He probably laid down red. Uh, he laid he down in red. Ate. He ate some stuff, yeah. Yeah, uh, he definitely played outside. Um, and then what did he say? He said Sagarera did some stuff. Oh, and he's seen some stuff. Oh, yes. He's probably seen the cover's book. He's probably seen the food, and he's probably seen trees and grass. Oh, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a little smarty pants. Alright. So So yes, so it's interesting. I wonder what Saw is gonna do in this movie, whether he's going to survive this movie. And what he did. What kind of things? I mean, think about him. Like he worked with Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, like he worked with the Republic to kick the Separatists off Onderon, right? And and then the Republic becomes the Empire. And then what? Then he fights against the Empire, right? So he probably feels kind of betrayed by the, the people in power, right? This is kind of the same thing that happened with Hera's dad, right? With uh, Cham, Syndulla. He didn't want to work with the Jedi. He didn't want to... He just wanted to be his own group. Because he said, yeah, well, you're going to help me now, but what happens when you want to take over this world, right? Which makes me wonder, what if we saw him in Rogue One? He's around too. That would be awesome. They probably would have released that by now. I don't know. There might be some surprises they haven't told us yet. Also, that that dirty, kind of dusty desert city that they show in the trailer, could that be Onderon? Maybe they go to Onderon to get Saw? Onderon's kind of a jungle planet, but it's kind of a like a deserty jungle planet. And I think the city yeah, and the, the architecture, before. I think the architecture looks similar. Uh, enough, at least. And it could be. Also, you know, in that, uh, in that they were mentioning like a, the rebel, you know, slaughter on Vivona. What if that's the name of the cool water planet? Yes, Anna? I don't know what desert city thing you're talking about. Oh, in the trailer, when we see the, the troopers kind of walk through the the Rogue One trailer, you know? Yeah, the troopers kind of walk through one. The same place where we see Chirrut and Bays. Oh, or, yes. Know, like that whole, yes, the that one, whole planet. Yes, the one where they're kind of like, they're like prisoners and stuff, and they're yeah, just walking Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That could be Onderon. It could be. Yeah. Could be. So, Liam, I think you mentioned that it could also be, or no, did we talk about this with your cousins, maybe? I think uh, one of your cousins was like, yeah, but we also have Jakku and Tatooine. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's true. We do have other desert planets. So, oh, and he also mentioned Abafar, which I thought was awesome. The From the, the D-Squad arc. Remember the, the planet? Oh, yeah. Where oh, they're yeah, stranded? Yeah, that's really cool. 
So, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Rogue One stuff. I think maybe, you know, we'll have more to talk about um, our next episode. But one more thing I'd like to say about Rogue One and about this trailer and something I saw online. So, you know, in the trailer, there's the, the rebel officer who says, is that clear? Mm -hmm. What if that's callous? Anyway, something to think about. So, (laughs) right. I mean, he could defect. He could become a rebel. Be kind of cool. Be kind of cool. Be kind of cool. So aftermath Life Debt is coming out soon. I don't remember the exact date, but it's coming out very soon. Uh, There's an excerpt on Mashable.com, which I'm going to link to on ChildrenoftheForce.com, but I'm going to read just a little excerpt from this. So here we see Leia trying to tap into the Force. Okay? She's she's thinking, though, the Life Debt, remember, it's not too far after... The Aftermath trilogy takes place in, like, the year after Endor, right? So Leia is just starting to to try to use the force and she hasn't been able to do it yet she hasn't been able to feel the force yet but then she feels it it isn't a physical feeling it is all around her it suffuses her like the perfume from a jungle of flowers as such She is suddenly aware of her child's mind and spirit. She senses pluck and wit and steel blood and a keen mind, and by the blood of Alderaan, is this one going to be a fighter? Wait, he? It's a boy. It's a boy. Her hands fly in front of her mouth as she both laughs and cries at the same time. This, she thinks, is the light side that Luke always goes on about. The promise of light. The promise of a new life. And then, the black edging of the dark side encircles her bliss like a noose. Because what rides swift on the heels of hope but fear. A fear that stretches out far and wide like a growing shadow. Fear of having a child in an unstable galaxy. Fear of whether or not Han is alive. Or Luke, too. Will the child grow up with a father? An uncle? A mentor? What is her legacy? And what will her boy's legacy be? Her breath catches in her chest. She has to force herself to breathe. Clear your mind. Clear it all. Focus, Leia. Focus. Are those her thoughts? Or are they Luke's? And that's the end of that excerpt. Really? Um, yeah. What do you think of that, Liam? Uh, I just thought it was really... It was weird, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, and I thought, I mean... What do you think about Leia using the Force? Uh, oh, I don't... I mean, I know... So she... Well, I wanted to talk about... So she kind of knew that... Ben was going to turn to the dark side? No, I think she just felt the dark side a little bit because she was afraid 
of bringing him into the world, basically. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's foreshadowing, isn't it? Right. That's, that's kind of letting, you know, maybe she could have thought maybe that means that he's going to turn to the dark side. I don't know. Always in motion. The future is though. Right. So she couldn't have known. So really looking forward to that. All right. Well, our last item of news, star Wars celebration, they have announced a little bit of the schedule and it's about what we expected what we've talked about before about, you know, Dave Filoni with the rebels, you know, uh, first two episodes of season three. And, uh, we know of course there's going to be a rogue one panel, but, uh, Sunday is when our UK correspondent, Nick is going to be at celebration. So I was particularly interested in what we were going to see then. And so far it looks like on the main stage, it's going to be an hour with Carrie Fisher which is sure to be interesting and hilarious. And also an hour with Ray Park, who played Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. And he's also an amazing martial artist, and he does really cool lightsaber, you know, uh, demonstrations and everything. And uh, I know that he loves to get kids up on stage. So, Nick, I'm going to talk to you through our podcast again. If you go to the Ray Park show, you should totally try to get up there if you can. And I'm not going to lie, one of my complete pipe dreams is to podcast from Celebration with Ray Park as a guest. If I could, like, do one thing at Celebration, that's what I would do. Because he's so cool, and he loves kids, and he loves getting kids up on stage and everything. That would be so cool. Anyway, the only two things that have been announced for the main stage on Sunday are those two things. Carrie Fisher and Ray Park. But there's at least one more time slot for something else that has not been announced yet. And I wouldn't want to get anyone's hopes up, but that could be an episode 8 sneak peek of some sort. Hey everybody, Al here, just me, uh, interjecting into my own podcast, because as I edit this, uh, Star Wars has come out with their weekly Star Wars show, and uh, wouldn't you know it, they announced that sure enough, on Sunday, at Star Wars Celebration, July 17th, there's going to be a panel hosted by Pablo Hidalgo, and uh, and it's going to have uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who is, of course, the president of Lucasfilm, uh, Kiri Hart, who is the senior vice president of development and on the story group, uh, Ryan Johnson, the director of uh, episode eight, and uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, who are going to be doing the Star Wars, uh, the Han Solo Star Wars story. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be just talking to them. I think we're going to see some stuff. Uh, hopefully from Ryan Johnson, we'll see a little bit of episode eight and I doubt it, but maybe Chris Miller and Phil Lord have some concept art from the uh, young Han Solo movie that we could see. I don't know, but I do know that I'm super duper happy that this is happening on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I hope, uh, I hope everybody gets to go see it. Who's at celebration. And it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. But I'm going to return to the uh, the recording that we made uh, just uh, you know, a couple days ago that I'm uh, still editing and uh, almost done with. But, all right, so back to the show. So That would be really cool. That would be cool. Uh, there's nothing about Episode 8 anywhere else on the schedule. So I really could go hope there. soon they release the name. Yeah. They released the name for The Force Awakens, like, at least a year before it came out. Yeah, well, we're about a year and a half before The Force Awakens comes out. Huh? I mean, not The Force Awakens, Episode 8. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. True. So, yeah. But, yeah, maybe soon. Maybe they'll do it at Celebration. Maybe. That would be awesome. And then Nick could tell us. Yep. Because I want to know that. I don't care if it's a spoiler or not. I just want to know that. Yeah. So this news section has taken us a long time to get through because there's a lot of news and there's even more that I'm not talking about. So we're going to skip canon news today, which I think it's the first time I've ever skipped canon news, but we'll get to it next time. Uh, Let's have a joke, though. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Let's have a joke. Where did Obi-Wan and Satine go? After they got married. Uh, I don't know. On a honey that's no moon. Wow. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, I think we're going to skip the Q&A council, too. Um, And then that means that uh, it's time for something. Do you know what it's time for? No? No, 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 you don't. No, I do, I do. Uh, It's time to blow dry your hair. It's time to blow dry your hair? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, okay. I think it's time for... Stump the Lights! <laughs> so I have a question for both of you. You will you will work together to get this this name. What is the name of the son of a former separatist senator who worked with Saw Guerrera and Stila Guerrera when they fought to free Onderon from the separatists? What is the name of the son of a former separatist senator who worked with them. Well, who's the former separatist senator? Well, if I told you her name, then you would probably guess her son's name. But think about the Clone Wars. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank oh, you. Oh, oh. It's a her. Oh, yeah, it is. Thank you. Oh, that was a hint, I guess. Okay. Okay, you got it? No clue. No clue. <laughs> I have no idea. We we did a hashtag campaign for this character. Hashtag blank lives. What's his name? We thought maybe we thought maybe Fulcrum was this character for a little bit. Thought that was possible. Who's Fulcrum? Well, Ahsoka was Fulcrum in Rebels, remember? But we thought maybe because there were like some Ahsoka markings on a on a crate that maybe this character was actually Fulcrum because he liked Ahsoka. Oh, uh, I know this guy. <laughs> you know this guy. Oh, you guys, you're slurring your speech at soccer I know today. This guy. We're all. I know this guy. You guys are like, <laughs> I'm like pinching you to keep you awake. Hey, guess what? I scored five goals, so I mean no. that was a little hard. I'm tired. I get it. I get it. No, I get it. We should have we should have recorded this morning, but we had other stuff going on. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes I we do know. lazy evening recordings where we slur our speech. I, I don't forget. know. Lux lives. Lux. Lux Bonteri. Lux Bonteri. Which makes me wonder. 
Is he still with Saw? Could we see Lux? That would be so cool. That right, would be Liam? cool. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. In what? In Rogue One? In Rogue One, yeah. Oh, yeah. What if, awesome. what if that officer who said, is that clear? What if that's Lux? Who knows? That doesn't sound like Lux. Mm, yeah, that's kind of true. But that kind of does mom. sound like Callus. It could totally be Callus. That could Lux's totally be mom. Mina Bonteri. She was killed by Dooku, remember? Yeah, that's what yeah, he, he that's set it up to have her killed. Yep. Sad. Which is why he started fighting against the Separatists. First, he tried to go with Death Watch. He thought they could help, remember? Yeah. And Ahsoka saved him from that whole thing. Yeah. A lot of Death Watch members lost their heads in that episode. All right, so. Yeah. Like, literally lost their heads. Like, you mean, like. Yep. Cut their head like cut literally, off. totally. Like their heads cut off like that, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's been a Rogue One kind of episode, and uh, it's just we need to rewatch that Andoran arc. I think we do. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I would like to watch it right before we go to Rogue One in December. That'd be kind of cool. But uh, but I think that's it for today. So thank you so much for listening to episode 41 of Children of the Force. If you would like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email is... Children at gmail.com And send us an email. If you don't want to send us a voicemail, send us an email. We'll read it on the show, probably. So, that'd be awesome. Our website is www.childrenofthebossdot.com Oh, nice. You kind of you kind of settled on a on a song for that one. That's good. What? Well, I think that that that's very similar to the song that you sang last week. That's kind of like our website song. I like that. It's good. We should we should make it so that if you go to the website, that just automatically plays. Every time someone goes to the... <laughs> I don't know if we can, but actually we'd never do that. That's really annoying when you go to a website and stuff automatically starts playing. But it'd be kind of cool, like a one-time thing. All right, and uh, head on over to our SpeakPipe uh, page, which is speakpipe.com slash children of the force, and leave us a voicemail, and we'll probably play it on the show. So also leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And hey, we are now on Google Play. So if you listen to podcasts on Google Play, just search for Children of the Force and you'll find us. And uh, we're trying to make it easy for you to find us. Uh, so help us out and make it easy for other people to find us by leaving reviews. And uh, I think that's it. Um, we like reviews. And, uh, and we like Star Wars. Yeah, so, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may, may the, the Force be with you. Yeah. <laughs>
is that last part. <laughs>